This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, life coach, and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing grounding techniques. Hello, y'all. I want to give you some grounding techniques that are really simple and really powerful. Now, these can be used for almost anything that stresses us out. As a tribe of highly sensitive people, we might experience some dissociation, some anxiety, some panic. Overwhelm tends to be in our top five of struggles. As sensitive people, the world is extremely overstimulating. If we had a chaotic and dysfunctional childhood, our nervous systems really learned how to be more in that chaos, more in that stress response than to be calm, grounded, peaceful. Now, grounded is one of those sort of hippie, dippy healing words that we might hear a lot and not really understand what it is. So I'm going to explain to you what it means to me. When I am in anxiety, when I am stressed out, when things are not going my way, the way that anxiety feels to me, it creeps up in my body. It feels like a tight tension, but then it goes to the mind and my thoughts start to spin. Maybe this resonates with you. Doesn't matter what the topic is, the thoughts start to spin up like and start to swarm all around the head. So there's this big thought cloud of storming, and that feels untethered. It feels floaty, like we might lose ourselves or float away in a way that feels dangerous, unsettled. It can be frightening. It can be exhausting. It's hard to have our feet on the ground, so to speak, living everyday life, when that feeling is overtaking us in body and in mind. So many of you ask me by sending questions, by responding on Patreon, in my individual sessions, in the course, about the difference between intuition and anxiety. You can study the difference between intuition and anxiety, but in my opinion, until you really know how to ground yourself, you can't hear your intuition. Our anxiety, our overwhelm, when our senses are flooded, we don't know 
what is a sensory overload and what is our intuitive feeling? And the more that we try to go, where is this intuition within that frazzled feeling, the more confused and ungrounded and untethered we tend to feel. So I want to give you three simple techniques. And the first one I'm just going to call a grounding exercise. Now, if you're driving a car, if you're in the middle of something, you might need to just listen to this and then actually practice it later by listening again or by practicing it yourself. You could, in theory, get comfortable enough with this technique to use it anywhere, but it's not wise to try any kind of technique while you're driving. But this is a technique that you can use when you're around people because no one will know that you're doing it. So those of you that have work meetings that stress you out, okay, those of you who have stressful custody exchanges with an ex, those high tension moments, you can really use this technique to help yourself feel soothed, grounded, and calm. Because I want you to be able to do your best thinking in a situation that's stressful or that requires your best thinking not to feel all floaty and confused and lost and activated, okay? So for this exercise, I ask you to just sit wherever you are. And unlike most of the meditations or techniques that I share with you, we're gonna keep our eyes open. And take a moment to just sit and breathe. Now look around the space where you are. It's okay to turn your head and name out loud if you can, or internally, if you're with other people, three things that you see. That might be a color. It might be a shape. Might be a familiar object. Any three random things that you see. In my world right now, I see the microphone in front of me. I see one of Gusto's toys over there on the floor. And I see one of Chris's games on the shelf. And take a deep breath. What do you hear? Listen closely. What I hear right now is in part silence because we're recording the show. If I listen even closer, I can hear the fan in Chris's computer that the microphone doesn't pick up. And I can hear just barely some cars passing by outside. What do you hear in your space? Some of you may even be able to hear your own heartbeat. What do you hear? Three things. Take a deep breath. Now tell me, how does the chair feel underneath your body? Mine feels squishy, soft, and supportive. How is the temperature in the room? Is it cool or warm? Is it still or breezy? How do your clothes feel on your physical body? Are they tight and restrictive or soft, comforting, supportive, comfy? Now pay attention to scent. Do you smell anything? Or have you been in a space long enough to just sense a neutral scent, a nothingness, the absence of the smell? is the smell. Maybe some of you have candles or incense going. Maybe some of you can smell the shampoo on your hair. Maybe you have some chapstick on that has a flavor. What is there for you to smell? 
Now notice how you feel in your mind and in your body. Do you feel more centered? Do you feel more inside of your body than up there in the thought storm? Is there an ease? Now all I did for this technique was walk you through your senses with your eyes open. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? How the chair feels underneath your body, the temperature in the room, the clothing on your skin. And what do you smell? We could have done taste, but we're sitting here. We're not eating anything. We're not tasting anything. So that kind of doesn't matter here. So we go through those senses and what that does, why that calms, why that chills us out, why that grounds us in our bodies is because your highly sensitive mind spends a whole lot of energy and time running around in the past about the things that have happened. And then interestingly, also running around into the future, trying to control what's going to happen next, worrying about the next things that are going to unfold, trying to manage all the things and juggle and trying to hypervigilantly not let anything sneak up on you and blindside you. So when I asked you to go through your senses, what that does for a highly sensitive mind is it says, hey, mind, don't be in that past. Don't be in that future. Be here in the present moment. Because when we're looking around this very room, I'm giving focus to the present moment through sight. When I'm listening in the present moment, my mind is not wandering into that past or into that future. So this grounding technique becomes a present moment practice. Because in childhood, if it was rough, the best many of us could do in many situations, because it was unsafe to express ourselves, we also didn't know how to express ourselves, and we didn't have receptive people around if we grew up with a lot of dysfunction to receive our thoughts, our concerns, our feelings. So a lot got stuffed with nowhere to go. So where did it go? Into the thought storm, into the overwhelm, into the overthinking. This is why so much of my work with people has to do with learning how to think versus overthink. We also live in this modern society that tells us to Google everything and that knowledge, 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 facts, 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 science, 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 science are the things that heal us. Of course, those things hold value, but they're not the end all be all. So this technique allows us to actually practice being with ourselves. And those of you with a lot of trauma in your history Generally, in the present moment, if you are listening to this podcast, I'm going to make an assumption. It's not wise to make a lot of assumptions, but I'm going to make the assumption because you are able to listen to this right now that you are not being traumatized right now. You may have been five minutes ago, but not right now. So the fact that you can listen to this podcast episode and hear my voice means that your body, your system, is not in danger. You are clothed. You are probably, I'm hoping, fed. You have access to water. You are hydrated. Your body is taken care of. 
because you're able to listen to this episode. But if you come from a lot of trauma, your body learned how to be in that activated nervous system response that keeps us tense. It keeps cortisol running through the body. We have too much adrenaline running through our system and it creates fatigue over time. So this is a technique that you can use just sitting, eyes open, going through your senses, sight, sound, touch, and possibly smell, to train this system to be more grounded, that it is okay to be in the present moment instead of running around in the past or trying to hypervigilantly manage the future. And over time, this quiet, that thought storm that makes us feel so untethered, This is how we ground. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science Podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health now live on all podcast platforms. The second technique that I want to give you is very, very simple and very, very concrete. And you can do this for yourself. You can do this if you're raising or in charge of children that kind of panic or freak out or just get really overwhelmed. We are sensory beings, those of us who are highly sensitive, more so than the average person. So if we start to feel that untethered, I'm starting to lose it, I'm starting to panic, feeling wash over us. We can do this ourselves or we can ask someone that we live with or that cares for us to help us with this. We can grab an ice pack or something cold. Now, why would that ground us? Well, think about that thought storm. Think about our mind taking us into the past and into the future. And the past is done and finished. We can learn from it and move forward. But when we're obsessing on it or frantically exploring it, that is an ungrounded, activated energy. And that is counterproductive. Because you're trying to calm this body, aren't you? You want to feel more peace and more joy You want to be able to know and hear clearly your intuitive voice instead of your anxious one, don't you? So stressing out about what's already finished and stressing out about what hasn't come yet in the future is really just a dysfunctional comfort zone that we learned as children because all we could do is really overthink when we didn't have really emotionally intelligent people around us. And that is not necessarily anyone's fault from older generations. I just turned 41. For most of my childhood, Oprah was on TV. And that might not sound like a really big deal, but my goodness, imagine for those older generations, no Oprah on TV, 
no Google, no internet, no real self-development books. Maybe that was starting 60s and 70s, but was certainly not mainstream. It was not okay to talk about feelings. The 50s in America was really about putting something forward that was fake and phony and making it look like you had everything together on the surface. Well, lots of dysfunction happened beneath that facade. So there weren't a lot of resources. There weren't a lot of places to turn, to learn, to grow, to expand. And it wasn't normalized like it is now. And it's still tough. It's not as normalized as I would like it to be to self-develop, to admit our mistakes, to admit what we didn't know better earlier and give ourselves permission to find betterment now. So we have to understand our generational trauma with a whole lot of grace for those older generations. It's not fair to ourselves if we're trying to listen to our intuitive voice and heal if we keep ourselves in this activated state. So when that thought storm starts, an ice pack tells the body, hey, stop being in that big old storm. Come down here in the body. If I walked past you and you were ranting about something and you were just dumping and ranting and dumping and ranting, and we all have to do that sometimes. But if I kind of snuck up on you with a little ice cube, I'm certainly not saying to do this to anyone. I would not like if someone did this to me. But if I snuck up on you with a little ice cube and touched it to your neck or to your arm, you would stop that rant rant cold, right? That would, I said cold, that would stop you in your tracks. Sure, you'd be like, Nikki, what the hell are you doing to me? But also it would be like, whoa, that ice just jars us out of that track we were on, right? So if we're in overwhelm, if we're in upset, if we're stressing out, if we're being hard on ourselves and judgmental and critical and starting to float away, that ice pack immediately sort of healthily shocks the system into going, hey, come back down to earth, come back down to this body. What a simple tool to offer yourself. Those of you who have kids, especially small ones, try it. You have a kid starting to have a meltdown? Hey, can you hold this for me? Just hand it to him. Just see what happens. I love techniques that have absolutely no downside. I cannot possibly think of any downside to the two techniques that I've given you so far. Now imagine with me five years from now that if this episode really resonates with you, if you really struggle to feel grounded and safe in your body, imagine if you practiced Just these two little things I've shared so far. What if you practice them a couple times a week? We sure practiced overthinking and feeling ungrounded and untethered in our lives way more than a couple times a week, many of us. So imagine if you gave yourself a gift of practicing this muscle of being grounded by using these very simple techniques that you can do anywhere multiple times a day if you're having a bad day. What do you think happens to your nervous system if you practice that for a couple years? And every time you're practicing grounding, your system is not practicing cortisol, adrenaline, panic, overwhelm, stress, not good enough, and the myriad of negative judgments and self-talk 
that so many of us are plagued with. You're not doing all those things when you're practicing this grounding technique. So healing in a lot of ways is about what we do and what we learn not to do any longer. In a lot of ways, we behaviorally heal ourselves. These techniques I gave you are behaviors that you can practice. And that's the thing, right, as feelers. Feelers say, but I don't feel like it, but I don't feel good. When am I going to feel better? Let go of being feeling driven. I know that sounds wild because we're sensitive feelers. But when we're messy and lost in that thought storm, we can let go of this idea that I want to feel and then I'm going to do something positive. And we can say, you know what? Despite how I feel, let me practice this grounding technique. Now, in respect of time, I'm going to stop here and I'm going to make the third grounding technique, which is a tree visualization exercise. I'm going to make that next month's Patreon episode. So if you're interested in hearing that third technique, I want to invite you to come to our Patreon. Patreon is a service, really, to creatives like me. We create the show that help us find funding. When you come to Patreon, you're supporting us producing the show because it does cost a lot of time, money, effort to produce a high-quality show that sounds good to your highly sensitive ears. We are in year four. We have brought an episode to you every single week, and we could not have done that without our Patreon supporters. Y'all have supported us in equipment that we have needed to sound crisp and clear, Y'all supported us in all the support that I have to bring in to be able to produce this show, to manage the comments, to manage the social media, to manage editing, to manage the project management of all that we do here. We could not have done that without our Patreon people. So Patreon supporters of the show, they get extra content every single month. We have more than 30. I think we're up to 35, 36. We're getting close to 40 exclusive episodes. You can't find them on the website. They're not here on this iTunes feed. So we have exclusive content there. And that's a place where I can share a little bit more. So some of the episodes there are a little bit more of my story or a little bit more of a specific topic because people can go there and really pick some specific topics that might not be for everyone. I try to do some broader topics here on the iTunes feed. And when you come to Patreon and you throw us two bucks or five bucks or 10 bucks or 20 bucks, if you're a super fan and you have extra to give and you support us in that way, part of what you're doing when you do that is you're voting for the show to stay commercial free. Because I know you don't want to hear that. And we want to honor the spirit of the show, the energy of the show. We don't want to add ads. And that's how most podcasters bring in enough revenue to cover the cost of producing the show. You also get the best discounts. If you have any interest in coming to the Boundaries course at the end of the year, come join the Patreon. It'll be so worth it to you. You'll get the biggest coupon for the course. So I want to thank these Patreon supporters of the show. This has been an amazing, heartfelt circle of y'all supporting me and supporting you and supporting how this show goes out across the entire world. We are an amazingly powerful tribe. And I hope by me sharing how expansive this HSP tribe has been for emotional badass to keep connecting this knowledge 
and this heart-centered healing to more and more people. Oh, it's making me tear up again. It is the best, you guys, to get messages day in and day out from people saying, oh my goodness, I didn't know I was highly sensitive. I no longer feel crazy and alone. So that's what you do when you come to Patreon. That's what you support. And I want to thank these Patreon producers of the show because part of what you get is a shout out of our immense gratitude. So I want to thank Brooke, Hannah, Brianna, Layla, Natalie, Julianne, Glenda, Phoenix. Thank you all so much. Melinda, Rob. Oh my goodness, there's so many of you for me to name. Sherry, Carrie, Kara, Misty, and Beth. Ooh. I want to thank all of you just for your energy, for being on the planet, for being the change that you want to see in the world. When you do so for your own life, I promise you, you give people in your world subconscious permission for them to explore themselves and to explore self-development and expansion too. And I know it certainly doesn't necessarily feel like that while you're in it. While you're the one that's different, you might be the only one in your circle seeking and growing and changing. I hope by being a listener of the show that it helps connect you, that you are not alone, that there is a massive, massive tribe of highly sensitive people. We are 15 to 20% of the world. That means we've been around 80 to 85% of people that are differently wired than we are, that see the world, that experience it very differently than we do. You are not alone. There are millions and millions and millions and millions of us. I hope there was something today in this episode that helps you hold yourself with more respect and more self-love and more trust that you can heal the things that you want to heal and get to a grounded peaceful, productive, purposeful, life-affirming place. Light and love, and I will see you next time. And I'll deliver that episode on the third grounding technique next month at patreon.com backslash emotional badass. I'm an emotional badass. You're an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful. I'll see you next time right here light and love. Bye-bye. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. 
the world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment.